Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, thanks for listening. It's Kimberly Snyder, and I wonder if you have joined our Facebook group, Overflow. This is where we get daily inspirations and we're starting to build a community of other people who are also seeking their overflow. And I really think about overflow as, you know, these days in the pandemic when it is so heavy and there are a lot of worries and concerns day to day on our lives, we are feeling drained and depleted. And I would say that I know how that feels And so that's why I started the Overflow podcast, to speak to you with this little earbud in your ear, a little coach in your ear on your your daily walk, or if you're going for a drive, or if you're just escaping (laughs) into the bathtub. I'm really hoping that this Overflow podcast inspires you to find space for your mind, body, and soul self-care. And if that's reading or some adventure, or if that's a more peaceful day, rather than answering the calls and the demands of everyone around you, you're actually making space for yourself so that you can fuel up, fill up with your own energy so that your cup is full, so that you can face life's challenges. So join our Overflow Facebook group. You'll find us at peoplebrain slash overflow. And peoplebrain is my website. Welcome to Overflow, the podcast. Are you filling everyone's cup meanwhile your energy and inspiration is drained? I believe when you move from overdrive to overflow, you have a supply of energy for people around you and all the demands of life so that you can tackle them with ease. Overflow is an experience of being in the zone with all your attention, so much so you momentarily forget everything else. This show is your weekly guide. Let's build a plan for making time for pure enjoyment or being fully absorbed in the complexity of your work or studies because this ambition will fill you up because you're not here to be average, you're here to be awesome. I'm Kimberly Snyder, motivational speaker, student of positive psychology, advocate and champion of people. I'm your cheerleader and your biggest fan. So fill up your cup, savor the moment as we chat and nourish the mind, body and soul so we can respond to life's challenges and find your overflow. All right, here we are. You know what? I think this is a great episode to record for 2021. So I am thrilled to meet Jofia. Jofia from Hungary. And what attracted me to you is... Well, it really what caught my attention was why aren't our weeks four week, four hour work weeks? So here she is to share with us some tips and some tricks and maybe a little bit of inspiration, Sophia, because I think we have the world on our shoulders right now and we really are trying to do everything. Nine to five is not nine to five. It's sunrise to sunset. I think leaders are really trying to hold it all on their shoulders and get everything accomplished and worry about the safety of their team and their friends and family, still the pandemic. And so welcome to the Overflow podcast first. Welcome. 
Thank you, Kim Valley, and thanks for inviting me to, me to the show. It's very exciting, and I believe a very good start for me for 2021. It really is. So tell us a little bit about you, and tell me what your philosophy is on your this concept of a shorter work week, how it threads so nicely into us thinking about our overflow. All right. So yes, I'm Jofia of Microsoft, and I help busy entrepreneurs to automate and outsource their time-consuming tasks without sacrificing the profit. So if someone is looking to make the four-hour work week a reality or just simply avoid burnout, then I'm very, very happy to help with processes, automations, and outsourcing management. So my ultimate goal for my clients is to stop firefighting and they become the creators of their company. Um, I truly believe that a business owner should not be the employee of her own business. You should rather be the visionary of the business. So the day-to-day struggles, the firefighting, the repetitive tasks, if they are all on your plate, then it really prevents you to be able to plan, to be able to scale your business, to be able to serve your clients in the best way possible, to be in your zone of genius. Absolutely. Obviously, the idea of four-hour work week is not coming from me. It's coming from Tim Ferriss. Uh, who, who has a great book about it. And he mostly brought about product-based based companies. So his idea is that if you are selling a product which sells well and you can make it as uh, low profile as possible, so you can make it uh, with a minimum amount of work, like four hours a week, and then you can live your dream life. I do think that you can do it with service industry as well. So I do think that even if you don't have a product-based business, but a service-based business where you are supposed to be there, Still, you can minimize the working hours you have to put into the business because there are so many good tools out there for this. And I especially emphasize automation and outsourcing that really, really helps business owners to be able to achieve this goal. While if you don't want to work only four hours, you you want to work every day still, but work less or free up your team and be less stressed in your team, work less with your employees and have a little bit more time to to gather more clients or increase the quality of your business or just yeah, or just, just uh, start yeah or just uh, have a little bit uh, less working hours i think i think that's possible Absolutely. and i'm always very happy to be involved in teams to have them with that i always think of so when i when i present to leaders i always think of left brain right brain so as a professional my website is called people brain and so what I, what I like about people brain is the concept of left brain, right brain. So often people think of left brain as logical, you know, mathematical, formulaic, and the right brain is creative. But what I like, how I think you and I are aligned is in business at work, I think of the left brain as all the cubicles. I imagine all the cubicles on the left brain doing all the things. This one's doing Excel spreadsheets. This one's doing timetables and calendars and this one's making, and they're all doing their individual pieces of work. And the right brain is where the vision is. That's where Steve Jobs is standing up on stage, explaining the dream, explaining the vision, setting where we're going. And there's a bridge so that when you're on the right side of the brain, you're describing, you know, so that everybody in those cubicles know where they're headed, what that little job that they're working on in that cubicle, how it's impacting the big picture. And so I see with you, you're describing that the leader should be over here, strategizing, 
being creative, setting the vision and the next steps so that everybody knows. But what happens is she often is in those cubicles doing that person's job and that person's job and that person's job and getting all involved with all that little bits of work. Yes. And it's so easy to get trapped, especially if you are a solopreneur, because you have to do all the work. No, you don't have to. That's not true. But you feel like you have to do all the work. You feel like you, that you can. I can learn how to do that. Yes, you can. But does it really worth to put all your energy and time in it while someone else could do it much faster or it could be automated? Uh, so for solopreneurs, that's a big, big, big threat. And also for small agencies, because in small agencies, there are like three, four, five people who are working and they have to do all the areas of a business as a big multinational company. For sure. They're not just wearing one one hat. They're not just doing one job. They're doing two, three or four jobs. And it's a juggling. And the more things are on your plate, the more chances are that you're going to make a mistake. There will be an issue. And if the issue is with the client, then you will ruin your reputation because it's very hard to build a reputation. But if you are not able to serve the client, then you are ruining your reputation, which is much easier. And also you have to be prepared for an uh, inflow of clients because let's be positive. COVID situation and this whole hard economical situation will be not always here. We're going we're gonna to come out of this and there will be a big, big inflow of, of businesses. And I hope that your business will have a lot of clients coming in who you will have to serve. But are you ready to serve 10 times more clients than you are serving now? Maybe not. Are you able to do that? Are you able to quickly hire someone and train the new person to be able to help? Or you will spend like a month to train a new pe- person. That really, really does matter when the clients are there on the door and they want to get served. Such a good question because it, it does feel like a pause or a delay or a slowdown. And so then the question is, are people maximizing their time now getting ready for when I'm air quote, when we do go back to normal or when the pandemic lifts, when, when doors start to open and people start to get outside and moving around a bit more. So the question is, are they automating? Are they thinking about their processes now so that when it does get back to whatever the new normal is, they're ready to manage expectations of clients and the demands? Exactly. And there's also always a chance that uh, even if you have a key employee, who is really great in her role, she might resign and go somewhere else. Are you prepared for that? Do you have actually all the information? What does she do? Do you know how to handle her daily job when she leaves? Do you have an idea where are the documents saved and what are the processes and what information did she gather from your clients? It's very important to have these things documented because an employee can leave and okay, maybe she stays for a month or more to, to train the new, new person, but it's, uh, it has to be planned. You, has to, has, you have to have control over the processes, over the operations of your own business. These things need to be documented. And I can imagine that it might sound scary because documenting is something very boring, very, very... Uh, you can say boring. It's true, overwhelming, Sophia. Overwhelming, because if you want to document everything, then it's a lot of administrative burden you would think but I I do believe it can be done very easily so either if you are a solopreneur or you have a little team take a deep breath and in the next one week two weeks try to record as much as possible what you do on a daily basis if you have a task turn on a screen recorder talk to the microphone and tell what you are doing and save this video it will be useful maybe in a month when you do this task again 
you have you can revisit this video and you can quickly remember how was it done also uh, when you need it to be formed as a training the video can serve as a training an assistant can very easily turn this video recording into a written process to a training description so it will be useful when you hire someone to do the job so it's useful for you and useful for your future employee or future uh, outsourcer you're gonna work with and it's very easy it doesn't take more time than you actually doing the task because you're just recording what you are doing and explaining it a little bit in the microphone it's easy and it's it's a huge asset for you in the future so if i can have one simple trick you should do right now that would be the one so record what you are doing and Brilliant. And start creating your processes, start documenting your processes. And it's true, right? There are so many things in business, regardless of what industry or what level of employee you have, there are things that time and time again, new employee or existing employee, they are replicating, duplicating. They're constantly doing that. And so why are we re-explaining it every time why aren't we recording it why isn't it documented why why don't we have that exactly mm-hmm. and then you just uh, update the document when it is necessary so when something it changes you just update the document but still you have the core there and then it's it's really easy then to train people and really easy to give some clarity but imagine it's, it's really good for you so let's say that you do a task every quarter or every half a year of course, you don't remember. You have to spend a little bit time that, okay, where did I click? What was the password? Uh, there was this little trick I always forget about. These kind of things, if it is written down and it's in front of you, you are already saving time for yourself. Absolutely. And, and it's easier and less stressful. And I think stress is a very, very big part of our daily job and daily life. And uh, there is a thing called decision fatigue when you have to make a lot of decisions during the day. And uh, it's really a thing. So uh, the more decisions you make during the day, the more tired you are in the end of the day. So these processes can eliminate this fatigue because they will show you what needs to be done and you don't have to think about. So for example, when I create a process and it involves emailing, I always include email drafts. I know everybody can write an email. Everybody can say, dear client, hello, please find attached whatsoever. So everyone can write this down. But if I have it in the process, when you are working on the process, then you just copy paste it and no decision fatigue. You don't have to worry about to say hello or dear or whatsoever, what needs to be attached. It's all there. You just have to copy paste, update it a little bit and send. And it's so much easier. And tiny little things like that make your day so much easier and make you less stressed and less tired in the end of the day. Well, and hopefully when you talk about decision fatigue, hopefully because I haven't had to worry about the little things like whether it's an email or an attachment or following a process, then, then I think about, you know, during the pandemic, when we are having to worry about bigger things, those are, that's where our mind and our heart, and that's where our energy goes towards rather than trying to figure out. Yeah. You as a business owner can concentrate more on the vision of your business, like Steve Jobs did. and take better care of your employees as well. That's beautiful. So tell me a little bit, how did you get into this, Sophia? Tell us a little bit about your story. That's a long story. Is it? (laughs) I started started out as a historian, funny enough. Then I didn't end up to be a history teacher, although I wanted to, but uh, 
yeah, life uh, turned out a little bit different and I decided to study finance. I have a degree in financial management, so I have also a financial background. And um, I used to work in a taxation, so for seven years, so kind of a tax expert role. But I worked with multinational companies and bigger companies, and uh, I realized that how important it is to have processes in place. So uh, I used to work for a company as an employee, and then I transitioned to be their operational manager, freelancing operational manager. Mm -hmm. And now I am offering the same service for other companies as well. So it was kind of uh, naturally came. I, I just had the drive in myself to set up these processes to make my own life easier and then I realized that it can help others and if we cooperate in the processes then the whole company can benefit from it and the management was really supportive I think they and the team did a really really great job uh, working together on many many projects and many many processes like that I really enjoyed I have completely fallen in love in this task so that's why I wanted to open up a little bit and work with other companies as well share your talent it's beautiful it's beautiful I always say when I work with leaders I say I'm the people person so for people who are introverts or less interested in engaging with people conversations difficult conversations performance that's my thing that's what I love to do and I know that I'm good at it and so when you when you talk about processes, documenting efficiency, I certainly like the idea, but it's not a natural talent of mine to wonder. So how do I get to those efficiencies? How do I achieve that so that I can have more time in my day? And so I love that you're using your talent, your strengths to help others. Do you find that other entrepreneurs, other leaders are coming to you and they say, I'm brilliant at whatever they're brilliant at, but they need help with organizing their day, organizing their life and kind of, I would say, getting their, getting their energy, like getting their overflow back. Absolutely. So that's what usually happens when I start working with a client. Usually they have an idea what they want to outsource. So I think almost 100%, like 99.9% someone comes to me and says that, hey, I want to outsource this task. Please help me with that. And I'm like, okay, let's go a little bit deeper. Let's see how we can optimize the process. So save money for you because you can start throwing tasks to a virtual assistant and outsourcing. But if the process is not set up wisely, then you can lose a lot of money, like just letting them work more than necessary, which is a time waste for everyone and the money waste for everyone. So we usually look into the process in a deeper level. And see, and then we start talking about what else can be optimized in the company, how, how in another way we can have maybe another employee who is working too much or how can we uh, make sure that something is automated, what you are doing now uh, by yourself. So this kind of conversation. So I, there is always a trigger that uh, someone says that, okay, I want to outsource video editing. I want to outsource social media management. And then we start the conversation about, okay, and what else can help you during your day? And maybe it's very easy. Sometimes I encourage people to figure out what they can eliminate. What are they doing that it's, it's completely unnecessary? It's just a hustle, but mm. doesn't generate any added value and we do find things which is always a surprise for everyone so no no what we are doing is always important give it a second thought maybe it's not so important maybe you can let things go so these kind of conversations and I really really enjoy it actually it's uh, it's very interesting to talk to other business owners because they have their zone of genius they have their passion for their business which is always very inspiring and it's just so rewarding 
to have some, someone to optimize how do they work and to be able to earn more in less time. I love it. And you have some freebies on your site. So your site is myprocess.es. So it's it, just a play with the word. So it's it my totally, And then it is, I, so that why not have a Spanish website? So my process that yes. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. So my process dot ES. And if you go slash freebies, you have some freebies on there and you have a simplify book. Yes. I have a little ebook about outsourcing mistakes. If uh, it's something you would like to learn a little bit about and, and read then please go ahead and download it. And some very straight to the point freebies I produced. One is about how to find tasks in your business to automate, outsource, or eliminate. It's a decision matrix. So you will start with one question and depending on your answer, you can go through uh, the table and find whether a task should be eliminated, automated, or outsourced. So please have a look. It's, it's, I think, a fun game, maybe a fun mind exercise to start with. And then I have a freebie about what tasks can be outsourced. That's basically a list of, of possible tasks you can think of. And uh, if you have any projects, and I mean really, either if you are outsourcing right now or you are an agency or a freelancer to, to whom people give some work, use my statement of work template. Because statement of work is basically a contract between the client and the service provider, an agreement on what is the job that will be done and how? And there are a lot of details that needs to be considered in a statement of work, like uh, what is the price, of course, what are the payments terms, what is the actual job that needs to be done, what is included in the service, what not, how will you guys communicate, a lot of aspects. And it's hard to think it's true. So let's eliminate the decision fatigue on that and download my statement of work template. It's a Canva template. So if you are familiar with Canva, it's very easy to use. You just have to go there and update all the parts that are relevant for you and maybe change the picture or change the colors for your brand colors and make it nice for yourself. But the core point of, of having the descriptions there is very important in every project, I believe. So I hope you will find it useful. That's brilliant. It is, it is brilliant. And it's making me think about many of the women leaders and women entrepreneurs who are I would say they're managing everything. They have the world on their shoulders. So sometimes I would even kind of put a challenge out there to our listeners that the, I love how you're saying automate, eliminate and outsource. And that, that might be in your personal life as well as at work. So what are some things that you're doing at home for your friends, for your family, for your immediate household, as well as within your team and within your own role? So it could be her role at her desk. It could be what is her team doing, the different aspects, all those uh, different cubicles that I imagine doing all those different tasks. What are they working on? And so tracking um, and then wondering whether we need to automate outsource. And I love the concept. I think you're a powerhouse woman. If you can convince entrepreneurs to start to eliminate something, (laughs) I'd be so curious. But yeah, what could, what could they do within their team? And then also taking that same questionnaire and wondering, even at home, like with your loved ones, in your personal life, with your friends, what do you need to outsource, automate, or eliminate? Yes, that's an interesting question, actually. So when I think about outsourcing, I always encourage my clients to outsource things which generate revenue. Okay. Uh, when we are talking about business. So like a completely new business, 
starting from the scratch should outsource certain things but if it is overly outsourced then you are just not creating your business so you are just spending money and throwing out so it needs to be balanced it needs to make sense but if you are busy then it's true that there are a lot of personal things that you can also outsource and it's a very simple exercise basically if you calculate your own hourly rate so how much do you earn in an hour and then you will have an idea that if you earn like $200 per hour i'm just saying a number yes. and you can outsource a task for $10 then that makes complete sense to outsource it and you doing the value added part which you can you can earn money and outsource the part which doesn't really earn money but uh, costs less you to outsource than actually do it and can be something like in your personal life so if something can be you feel that uh, you don't have time for it it just causes you stress and it worth you the money to to let the stress go and get help from someone then yeah go ahead why not maybe that's not the top priority of outsourcing but but there's something that really worth it i don't have too many requests on this this area so on the personal level but actually have some so i remember doing a travel planning for a client who was just too busy and didn't really feel comfortable about that part so he asked us and we were like yeah of course why not we can we can spend some time on it and and do it for you of course it was (laughs) pre-covid it was a little bit other times (laughs) but yeah you you can you can outsource these kind of areas dare to dream i love it i i really appreciate that so thinking about your hourly rate or the cost of like the stress whether it's at home or at work, like in your personal life or in your professional life. So thinking about the cost of the worry, the stress, the anxiety around it, and could it be relieved by outsourcing? I like that. And even at work, what are you doing as the leader that's, you know, if you are $200 an hour and you're filling out an Excel spreadsheet, could you outsource that? Could you have somebody else doing that? And there you go. Now you have an hour or hopefully some time back on your, on your agenda. I really like that idea of hourly, like wondering what your hourly rate is. I really appreciate the conversation around decision fatigue. So maybe you're making all these little decisions that by the end of the day, when you really do need to make some bigger, more demanding, heavier decisions, you are, you're at a decision making. So you're, you're at a loss or it becomes more stressful when it really shouldn't be. I, I like that conversation. And also how you said at the beginning, it is boring and overwhelming for me, certainly to be writing out processes, but really wondering what am I doing during the day, recording those tasks. And similarly with our teams, having them record um, or your tip was around the video. And so then we're wondering what are they doing and how can we make that more efficient, either automate, outsource or eliminate. Do you have any other great tips for us? <laughs> you thought so many things. Um, when you are doing a task, ask yourself that should I really do that? Maybe could someone else do better? And I know it's a tough question. No, that's if you great. don't like doing something, probably you're going to procrastinate it. You want to spend less time on it. You a little bit more, you know, uh, rushing to, to solve the task. And then you make more mistakes if you don't like doing it. Should you really do this and could someone else do it? It's, it's a tough question. And even, so just imagine if you have to spend two hours to solve a problem and someone could do it 10 minutes, then would it make 
more sense to leave it to someone who can do it in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Probably it does make more sense, and especially if the quality is good. Absolutely. Although I do recommend to have some idea on the tasks. So even if you are a solopreneur, like outsourcing your social media management, CEO optimization, at least have an idea how does this work, what we are talking about, what are the tools. So do some research and then go ahead and outsource it if you can. Because, because that just gives a lot of spare time, a lot of energy back to your life. Because like Absolutely. the today era of content marketing is really overwhelming. You have to produce a lot of content. And if you want to serve your clients at the same time, then it's really challenging to do both at the same yes. time. So it's good to have a help on that. Good to have it planned as a process. How many times do you want to post? On which platforms do you want to post? What are your main topics? What are your brand colors? What is your message? Who is your niche? So there are a lot of things that needs to be agreed before you outsource it. So it's not just randomly leaving it for someone. Have an agreement, have the statement of work, and then you can relax and you can you can concentrate on what matters you the most. It's brilliant. Brilliant. What a way to start 2021. This is why I had to have you on the podcast because I'm sure there are leaders out there that are thinking, you know what? I know how I want it done. So I'm just going to do it. But the question is, I love that question. If it's going to take me two hours, why not hand it over to, because we all have different strengths. Like this is a perfect example of you being an operations manager, manager, a historian and, and, and financial, which is so not me. It's I'm so the people person. Right. And so to have, you know, somebody who has that strength, who understands the context of history and how we can replay it, the financial, the processes to have all that. And then I'm the people person. Then why is that leader trying to do it all herself? Because she's got talented people and there are talented people out there that you can reach out to who can get this done in less time, you know, with less money, if if her hourly rate, if she's really thought about her hourly rate. So I really appreciate having this conversation with you. I think it's great for leaders to stop and think, especially A, it's January, B, it's the beginning of the year, and C, if you're still in the pandemic, let's get ourselves organized and ready so that, like you said, when the pandemic lifts, whatever that new normal is, we're ready. We have the capacity. We're ready for that. We've built the efficiencies. Delegation is a very, very hard thing to learn, but the sooner you start it, the the better for you and for your business as well. Okay, that might be a whole other podcast delegating. Sophia, <laughs> are you, um, as we come to a close, are you reading any books or listening to any interesting podcasts that you'd recommend uh, we take a listen to? Or read? Two things came to my mind. Uh, one is a book, uh, I will send a link. It's a growth hacking tips okay. about automating, automating social media. I think that's something very inspiring. Although I should learn more about this. I don't feel I can do it right now. So I will get some help and go deep into that. And the other thing, it's not a podcast. It's a YouTube channel. Okay. I'm on the whole path and she's doing some awesome videos about how to leverage the power of video as a business owner. And she also has an online course, but even with using her videos, you can have amazing results. So I also started my own YouTube channel inspired by her. Oh, Uh, that's something really amazing. So if you want, and we mentioned content marketing. So I think video is really the powerful tool of these years in terms of marketing, which uh, people should really use in their business to promote it so if you ever want to get into youtube or do some video marketing i think this this channel is something you really need to check and out her, and her name is amanda 
Amanda Horvath. Horvath? Yes, I, I can leave you the... Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, no, that's great. How uh, my, I have two other questions. One is how are you in, in the midst of this pandemic? It sounds like you're very organized. So maybe you have a great answer, but how are you living in your overflow? How are you making sure that you are energized, fueling yourself up so that you can meet life's challenges because you're taking care of yourself? Thank you. I'm doing quite okay during the pandemic thanks god everything is stable and and my family is healthy i hope it will stay like that and soon we will not have to worry that much anymore yes yeah the pandemic made things harder for me to leave my overflow because i'm a digital nomad whatever it means at this stage but i used to travel a lot i used to travel by car in uh, in europe with my dog so we and with my uh, husband and with my dog so we always went to a seaside area, traveling around Europe or somewhere in the mountains, what we enjoyed, but it's not possible anymore. Wow. And for us, it's a little bit hard and it's not a complaint at all. It's no. just, you know, we love to stay, uh, to change places regularly, to have, yes. to be always in a new area, in a new country and, and have some adventures there and it's not possible anymore. Mm-hmm. So we really have to take care of ourselves and we try to keep in touch online with friends and old travel buddies and we we always take uh take our dog for walks like yes. multiple times a day which which is something that i'm really grateful for my dog because otherwise we would just yes. sit in the house for days i'm afraid and not even go out no we really have to because of the dog and it really gives us a structure during the day and let lets us gives us the opportunity to clean our head in the fresh air so I think that that's important. So at least have a walk one or two times a day. It's true, Sophia. Like so many, so many leaders I know, like they're just so um, drained and overwhelmed and just wishing that they could get on a plane or have an adventure. It's snowing here where I am in Canada. And a lot of people at this point would get on a plane and go somewhere sunny and warm and go to a beach and get refueled and, you know, they would put their devices down and, and then they would come back all refreshed and energized and, and, and we're missing all of that, that, that sense of adventure. So I know how you feel, but maybe you're uh, taking advantage of taking the dog for a walk and it's a new adventure every time. Kind of. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's good to slow down. So mm-hmm. in, in deep in our heart, we are really minimalist yeah. people. So uh, I think it's a really good opportunity to slow down a bit and and appreciate the small pleasant things during the day absolutely absolutely good attitude that's true and my last question is if you were to go back and whisper something to your 21 year old self or if you had a young person in front of you and would you have some advice for her today absolutely don't don't believe that uh that uh, life should be hard so don't believe that uh, you really have to stay in a situation what you but you don't enjoy it. So don't think that you cannot change. You can change. You always can change. And just imagine what could be your dream life and, and go and, and start working on it because it will not come not come without you working on it very hard. So That's be beautiful. Well, there's two life. parts, right? So one is, it's true. We do seem to get on a path and think, nope, this is the path I set out. I've got to carry on. But there is no problem with stepping off the path or stopping, reflecting and choosing a new path. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And even if people think that that's normal, 
go this path because that's normal. That's how everyone's supposed to do. That's not true. So true. Not true. That's, that doesn't have to be your path. Yeah, that's great advice. And that's exactly right. Is it the community, the people around you are saying, but that's the way it's done or that's what most people do. And so that's great advice. And work hard, roll up your sleeves, have some grit, maybe build your processes along the way so that they're not so overwhelmed when we come to you. Maybe start, you know, early. Just an idea. That's That's really great. Start it early. I'm so happy to meet you, Sophia. I'm so happy. I think it's so cool that I'm saying good morning and you're saying good night. But you know what? We're both in the pandemic. We're both working with leaders who are feeling the overwhelm. And I think both of our goals is at the end of the day that it doesn't need to be all overwhelmed. Let's find ways to take care, to to serve our mind, body, and soul. And if if it's coming down to processes and evaluating the work and evaluating our hourly rate and our decision fatigue, like I think we're both on the same mission. You're a little bit more organized than me though. It's really good that how much uh, we can uh, refer to each other, how close what we are doing. Yes. Even though we are different. So different. I think. Yeah. It's so lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for joining the Thank podcast. Thank you so much, Kim, for the opportunity. Thanks for inviting me. I can't wait for everyone to meet you. I hope this podcast feels like a guide in your ear, encouraging a shift in your mindset, boldly challenging you to stretch self-care goals, and continue to strive and achieve big accomplishments in life because you're not here to be average. You're here to be awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Overflow. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any comments, ideas, or feedback, you can find me on my website, peoplebrain.ca. Thanks so much for listening.